Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market. And um, excited today to uh, to have Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage and Wade with Two College Brothers Moving. We are going to be talking about moving when we aren't on air. Make sure you're following us on all of our socials. We're always giving away some cool stuff. Lightning tickets, concert tickets, hats, shirts, uh, Chick-fil-A gift cards. I think recently we gave away some Amelie Arena gift shop gift cards. So make sure uh, at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, we're on all of them, at the Duncan Duo. And if you've ever bought or sold a home with my company, make sure you send us a message on one of our socials so we can add you to our private VIP page where we give away even more cool stuff to all of our VIP past clients that uh, that have worked with us and refer business. So uh, again, at the Duncan Duo. And Wade, I, I want to start. Um, Two College Brothers is our new preferred moving company at the Duncan Duo. And we've um, you know, been working with you guys and excited about it. And uh, I just want to give you a, a minute to just kind of announce yourself, talk about your website. And then uh, we're going to get into some funny moving stories uh, <laughs> after that. I'm sure he's got some fun ones, but, uh, but, sure. I, but I've got some, some interesting ones too, some things you can avoid. But also some tips for people uh, that we'll get to in a minute. But just first, I wanted to give let you give your contact information for people out there listening. Yeah, absolutely. So we're all all over social media as well uh, at Two College Brothers Moving on Instagram, twocollegebrothers.com. Uh, and you can always pick up the phone and call us too, and you'll speak to a real person that works for our company, and we'll be happy to get you set up with anything. Um, I don't know if you if you want the phone numbers out on the yeah, area fire them away. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. One three nine two two fifteen twenty eight. And uh, yeah, we're excited to be moving all of Tampa Bay. We also have another location in Gainesville, Florida. Awesome. So we cover most of North Central Florida and Southwest Florida and do everything from local moves to out-of-state moves all over the country. Awesome, awesome. You know, it's funny because, you know, I'm at that age where I still have friends that are, uh, they, they decide to DIY their moves. For you know, sure. So they call up their buddies and they say, hey, I got some beer and pizza. You know, can you come over and help me move? Or, hey, I rented a truck or I have a truck and I need some stuff moved. And uh, it's funny because um, I'm too old for that. Like, I can't be lifting couches up into trucks anymore. Like, I, I don't have that energy. Like, I got stuff to do. And, and not just that, but it's like, we're not as good at it as the pros. Like, you guys right. have equipment and ways to move stuff and ways to take things apart. And, and we're, you know, it's, it's funny because I think no matter what you do, time on task allows you to do something better than yes. someone who doesn't do it very much, right? Good example is I was, you know, I have a, um, a car collection. I think a lot of people know I'm a, I'm a car junkie. And I was out at a, a shop that's working on one of my cars. And um, I was there just kind of getting an update on the car and then assisting with, with something that I wanted to do to the car. And uh, I was trying so hard to get something. And I was trying to work on something related to the car the hard way. And they figured it out the easy way. And they did it. What took me two hours and was unsuccessful, they did it in 10 minutes. And I think moving's the same way, right? I mean, you guys know how sometimes something is way easier to take apart than we realize. Sometimes something is way easier to move in two or three pieces or with, you know, a dolly or, or all kinds of different things. And we, we sometimes fail to realize how much time we save by hiring a professional. 
Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think there's a law called like Parkinson's law that says that everything expands to the amount of time that you allow it. So right. if, if you're moving and you you know say you're closing on your house that you just sold somebody in two weeks, it's going to take you two full weeks to move. Whereas right. our guys can come in and knock it out in a day. You yeah. know, depending on the size of everything, just because it's that's what we're there to do. We're focused. Right. We get it done. We got the equipment and everything to get it. Well, done and, fast. and it's time on task, right? It, you know, the the more you do something, the better you get at it. For example, if I were to say. Mike, I'm going to go over and process a mortgage for you guys this week. Okay. It would, I wouldn't get it done in a week. It'd yes. take me way longer than that. But, yet. But, yes, <laughs> but you got a processor that can do that like snap. You know, it's, it's it just like anything else. But yes. the reality is with moving, um, you know, there, there's a schedule. There's, a, there, there's all kinds of things that have to be done. And, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I'm dealing with clients that pull the muscle on their back and then and then they're paying medical bills or it took too, took them too long. Or now they had to ask for a closing extension because of this or because of that or their U-Haul breaks down. And, you know, so there's so many things that can go wrong in that process. And look, the real estate transaction today is already kind of uh, emotionally turbulent with how fast paced and how bidding wars and, and everything that's going on, you know, it, to add an extra thing and do a DIY move on top of all that to me is just a bad idea. Unless, again, unless you're talking about moving a really small place, a really small amount of furniture, or um, you know, you have four kids that are six foot five, two fifty weightlifters. <laughs> you know, it's probably not a good idea. So, Wade, what would you say? What do you think some common mistakes people make when they try and make the move themselves? Would you would you say it's an underestimation on how much time and energy it's going to take? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell everybody uh, over the age of 30, if you want to keep your friends, hire a moving company. Yeah. I mean, I'd much rather move a thousand people a year than than to just move myself because right. it's so having to go through all of, all of your items or, you know, get organized, get rid of things that that piece in itself is really, you know, emotional taxing is having to go through things that you have memories tied to and stuff like that decide what you're yeah. going to bring to the new place um, and you know a lot of times it's just easier to hire somebody to come in and do all the packing and then just get it all done in one or two days and uh, yeah emo- from an there. emotional perspective yeah, yeah it is definitely easier here's another point that I think people miss on moving you know during the the real estate transaction not just the smoothness um, but the extra steps you have to take, I mean, look, it's no secret that because of COVID, we had a shortage of car rentals. The same thing happened with, with the vans and U-Hauls and all these things. Mm. Sometimes it's hard to find one. You know, I remember, you know, Daniel, my marketing guy, I bought a, I bought a, a, um, a piece of memorabilia from California. It was yeah. a toolbox, okay? Make a long story short, it had to be driven from California to here. It took me like four or five places to find a van that I could rent, that he could drive to, to, to bring it here. And again, you have these seasonal things where you may have a hard time finding um, a rental for a U-Haul or a moving truck or, or the equipment that you need that they own. You know, the moving company owns. They they have it already. They don't have to hunt that down. Well, and I, I remember U-Haul wasn't even allowing for one-way rentals to Florida anymore because so many people were moving here. So yeah. what was happening was all the U-Haul trucks were ending up in Florida. Mm-hmm. Right. And they couldn't get them back to where they need them the rest of the country. So you're absolutely right. It becomes a shortage. Supply chain, everything else that's always going on through. One of the things that I always hear people say is they'd rather do it themselves because they're afraid of things getting broken or they won't take good as good of care with things. And they end up breaking their own stuff and guess because what? they don't have the tools and, get, and everything And guess else. what happens? Like, so Wade knows this, right? In the moving game, 
stuff's gonna break sometimes. Yeah. It's just you're it's a human element. It's just like construction being done on a house. Sometimes it's not gonna be perfect. Sometimes they're gonna miss something. Sometimes they're gonna put a hole in the wall. Like it happens, right? If you do it, you don't have any way of getting it fixed. Right. If right. two college brothers does it, they're gonna make it right. You yeah. know, they're gonna figure out and say, okay, well now we've gotta, you know, fix this or buy this or repair this. And you know, if you break it yourself. You're you're SOL, you yeah. know. You're not getting anything taken care of. But if they do it, then then there's a remedy. There's a responsibility right. chain, you know. But but the other thing that I think is is interesting too, though, is when you are preparing to move. Okay, like be conscientious. Okay, like I, I've seen people move like really bad, broken up, beat up furniture <laughs> that is on its last leg that's barely screwed together. Screws are popping out of it and a screw pops out and breaks and they went the movie. You know, you had a broken piece of furniture already. Right. Yes. You know, so it's like taking inventory of your stuff and say, is this staple enough to be moved or should I throw it away? Mm. If you were going to throw it away, don't blame the moving company when something breaks. It was already broken. It was already a piece of junk. You know, you needed to get rid of it or sell to an antique shop or do something else with it instead of being upset that the that the moving company did this or did that. And, you know, I, I think, again, um, you know, the human element coming into play, the whole packing of the truck, the, you know, I worked at, I worked at FedEx in college and they taught you how to pack the storage containers. Right. And man, I got to tell you, I learned so much working that job about how to pack and use boxes and position them and wait at the box, all, hmm. all these types of things. Right. The movers know because of what they do every day. Mm-hmm. Right. But the average person doesn't. And they're going to put like something heavy at the top or in the middle or weird shaped box. It's not going to be packed right. And then as soon as the vehicle takes off, it all comes tumbling down and everything breaks. You know, <laughs> right. We it's know like, how to build tiers inside yeah. of the trucks. And we know we have we actually have a list of part of our processes and procedures of like this is what goes first. So you can always just go to the list. Know that, you know, we're going to bring in dressers before we start bringing in couches or beds. And that that way we, are, we have a formula, basically, that our movers yeah. are trained on in order to make sure that the stuff gets packed efficiently and that everybody's on the same page and knows what to bring out to the truck first. That's awesome. And so what would you say, I know right now we have um, a super hot real estate market where stuff is moving fast. What's the quickest you think you can get to moving somebody? Let's say somebody puts a house under contract and it's closing really fast. I mean, what what's the quickest that you can get to? You know, what what's your advice for someone that has to move really fast because of the way the transaction has to happen? Sure. I would say, you know, as soon as, as soon as you know, you're going to put your house on the market is to start getting quotes, uh, yeah. summertime, especially that's the busiest time of the year for moving companies, uh, basically from Memorial day to labor day is considered moving season. And, uh, I know we do probably 60 to 70% of our business just in that time period. Oh, so, no kidding. Wow, yeah. And, awesome. and other moving companies do the same thing. And fortunately you mentioned earlier that the truck shortage and the same goes for new trucks for moving companies, finding, so, new, trucks. finding new trucks. I mean, we bought, uh, six new trucks last summer that have have tripled in price this summer, which I think ultimately will be a good thing because it's going to raise the barrier to um, entry for the industry. You're not sure. going to have the you know the Craigslist guys popping up, the rogue movers popping up as much. Um, but in the short time, you know there is more of a, uh, a delay. I mean, we're booking up. I mean, I think we're already booked up for the end of June right now, or getting yeah. close to it at least. So it's someone needs to do something fast sooner the better to let you know in the process. Definitely hey, look, I need to move. And then yeah. if you can move during the week too, the weekends everybody always wants to move during the week on, or during the week weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and then at the end of the month is always a busier time. It's so funny. We talk about the same thing in our business mm. because, you know, real estate agents, they want to get the close again before the end of the month, right? right? Because a lot of times their incentives or their bonuses. And then, you know, they're, everyone's pushing to close on Friday. Like at our company, we, we strongly advise against the agents when they're negotiating contracts, explain it to their clients. 
They don't want to close on a Friday. They, they just don't. You want to close like early in the week and you want to close not the last couple of days of the month. Yep. Like we literally like push so hard against that because the transactions end up being a nightmare because the title companies, the mortgage companies, and the moving co- everyone's swamped, right? Yeah. So close on Monday, close on Tuesday, close early in the month, close in the middle of the month. If you're going to close late in the month, don't do it on the last day. Do, do it a couple days before. And look, sometimes things happen to where the real estate transaction has to close at a time that you don't want it to um, because of, the, of a delay or there's an addendum or an appraisal or an inspection issue. But the reality is, is just, just like for you in our business, we don't want the closings on the last day of the month. We, when we can control it, we want to advise the people, hey, look, pick this day for your closing date. Here's why. A lot of inexperienced real estate agents make the mistake of saying, oh, we'll close on Friday so you can move over the weekend. <laughs> and then everybody else is closing on Friday. And guess what the title company? The title company misses stuff. There's a delay. The wire doesn't show up. And then people are in limbo and homeless for the weekend and got to stay in a hotel all because they picked Friday as a closing date. So I tell people all the time, don't pick Friday as a closing date. So if you're a consumer out there and you're not working with my company to buy or sell real estate, shame on you. Um, but but regardless, talk to your real estate agent and tell them not to close your deal on Friday or at the end of the month because it is going to make it way more complicated. More things are going to get missed. It's going to be more stressful, and it's going to cause more risk for you. So anyway, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. We're going to be back continuing our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market after a quick break here on WFLA News. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on WFLA News. I'm Andrew Duncan. Got Mike Corrigan uh, talking real estate stats right now. So, Mike, um, a lot of people are afraid of a you know market shift or a downturn or Something we saw over a decade ago. Right. Now that we've got inflation and some recession concerns, so far what we have seen and what we expect um, is just a little bit of softening. I don't think we're going to see – we're going to continue to see drastic appreciation, but maybe a slight slowing of the appreciation rates, uh, maybe a little bit more inventory. Even if we saw a 10% or 15% increase in the uh, number of homes available, we'd go from 1.8 months – to 2.2 months right. of inventory. It'd be a positive thing. Yeah, it, it's it, regardless, it's still going to be a seller's market for a long, long time here. But but we are starting to see some things stabilize a little bit. Some of the massive appreciation growth slowing a little bit. More homes getting price reductions. Um, you know, more homes coming on the market. More people saying, okay, um, you know, I'm ready to sell. But I, but I want people to understand something. More homes coming on the market. Um, in order to have an impact on the real estate market, so many homes have to come up. Right. I mean, we would have to see a, a 500% increase, not a 10% increase, a 500% increase to take us from a seller's market to a, to just a normal market, okay? So the reality is we're not going to see a 500% increase in the number of homes available for sale anytime in the next several years. It's going to take a long time, but we are going to see more homes for sale. Those homes coming for sale isn't necessarily because people's fear of the market or the market in general. It's people's fear softening that they can go find something else to buy. Correct. Those sellers have been keeping their home off the market because there's so little inventory that as inventory creeps up, more people will say, okay, now there's enough homes for sale out there. Now I can jump in the market, sell my home and be able to find another one versus selling my home and being stuck. So it isn't necessarily a 
uh, an indicator that there's some sort of drastic changes happening in the market. It's just more of a stabilization. Yeah, and we, we've come on the show for the past couple of years talking about the lack of inventory and how that was holding back the, the industry and the market and everything else. And so getting more inventory onto the market is actually a very, very positive thing. And seeing a little bit of a softening, it's kind of like, you know, comparing it to, you know, we might have been going 90 miles an hour on the highway, and now we're only going 75. We're still moving forward at a rapid pace, and there's still going to be appreciation and everything else. It's just not quite as fast. So right. don't listen to everything you hear on the media and social media and all this other stuff about the markets turning and crashes and everything else. It's just not going to happen. And, and to your point, we would need so much more inventory to come before the, the shift in the market um, would swing to a, to a buyer's market versus a seller's market. It's still very, very healthy. And there's, there's no end in sight as far as a crash or any sort of big downturn. Yeah, and, and again, I think it goes back to one really important thing that is going to keep our real estate market healthy, homes appreciating, and still low inventory. And guess what that thing is? No matter what happens in the economy, no matter what happens with inflation, um, we still got sunshine and rainbows in Florida. Yes. We still have massive amounts of people that want to live here, that want to avoid state income tax, that want to avoid... COVID lockdowns or monkeypox lockdowns or whatever's coming next <laughs> to know that our state has made it clear that we're we're not going that path no matter yep. what you know no matter what pandemic comes next we're not getting locked down and and so there are people that want to live here have a second home here vacation here and and on top of all of that and we've talked about this a lot but winning sports teams look winning sports teams make people proud to live in an area it makes people want to be there it makes them, you know, confident about the local economy, all the tourism that's coming to the area. I mean, look, we got our Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, we have our, you know, our Bucks that are, you know, perennial, you know, just an incredible winning team organization and team. And and so winning sports teams also drive, um, you know, excitement for an area. And so, you know, you just have all these things happening that's moving people here that no matter what happens nationally with the economy, Tampa is going to still continue to do incredibly well. It's going to outpace the rest of the country. And it, and the stats have shown that. You yes. Know, Forbes, MSNBC, NAR, Inman, so many news articles have come out in the last few months predicting the number one real estate market in the country. And it's going to be a back-to-back -back championship for Tampa again because they're saying we're going to have the number one appreciation in the country. And we had it last year. So... Uh, again, you just have too many things pointing in the right direction. Real estate is local. Now, does that mean real estate throughout the rest of the country is going to be sunshine and rainbows in the next year? Maybe not. Um, there are going to be parts of the country that are going to struggle. There are going to be areas that are losing population or losing development that are that are struggling. They're going to struggle. Um, but but it's just not coming to Tampa Bay. Our our real estate market has too many things, but it is stabilizing. We're going to see more homes for sale. We're going to see uh, prices not still appreciate, but not appreciate at maybe 35%, maybe it's 28%. But you know what? It's still <laughs> a pretty, pretty enormous appreciation. And believe it or not, that's actually a good thing for Agreed. us in the long run for the, for the market. You can't go at, you know, it's kind of like redlining your car. You can't, eventually you, it'll burn out, right? Yeah. You can't do it that long. So having it come back in a little bit, but still moving forward is, is, is certainly healthy. And you're right. Tampa Bay just checks off virtually every single box that's out there yeah. um, is going to be there. And people are going to keep moving here. It's why we live here. And, and yep. you know, we see people coming every single day. I'm sure you're moving people in you yep. know, every single day. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm going to talk about um, after the break, I'm going to talk about our luxury market, how it kind of impacts what's going on there, because I, I'm seeing some incredible things in, in our luxury market right now that I think are going to continue as well. We're going to talk about that after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. 
And I want to talk about the luxury real estate market next. We were talking about this before the break. We were talking about what's happening with the real estate market. We talked to Wade from Two College Brothers about moving in our first segment. So if you missed that, had some DIY moving tips. Basically, don't DIY. (laughs) (laughs) But, But I want to talk about the luxury real estate market because what's interesting is all these things that are happening in Tampa are driving people here. We've got, you know, no state income tax. Um, but some things I've done in my business to capitalize and grow, uh, the amount of luxury business we do, um, have, have been paying off. And, you know, my company, for example, is already sold and pended 30 X the sales volume for homes above a million compared to just last year. Wow. So we are doing a dramatic shit. We're seeing a dramatic shift in the market where we are seeing more and more um, you know, luxury clients come into my business, but I also think we're seeing more and more people looking for seven figure homes in Tampa Bay from other parts of the area. So, so much of our marketing is being tweaked to, um, to find and attract these high end buyers from all over the country. You know, we just had a, uh, a listing for $2 million, uh, get bid up over 10% above the asking price. Every single buyer that was interested in the property that made an offer on it and they were all cash situations were not local. Um, they were they were all outside the area. Okay. So so more people are looking at seven figure real estate, which is in essence going to drive our average sale price up, up yep. simply because we're going to see more of those seven figure sales. But you just have a lot of people now moving here to avoid state income tax, to to open locations here because of our population growth, but also because they believe different than Elon Musk. They believe you can operate remotely. Elon don't think so. Elon (laughs) says everybody come back to the office or you're fired. There are plenty of entrepreneurs that believe they can operate their companies remotely um, from, from, from anywhere. Um, they may keep their workers in the office, but they believe they can work for Well, listen, isn't Tesla going to put a plant in St. Pete anyway? They are, so yeah. Still, yeah. If you so work for Tesla, yeah, come on. Come on. Come. Yeah, we'll bring it. We love Elon. <laughs> so, but the, the reality is, is that um, more and more uh, high net worth people are moving to Florida. And we're, we just are. We're seeing more and more three to three, four, five million dollar transactions, three, four, five million dollar buyers calling us, raising their hands, saying, you know, hey, I see you guys' online presence. I see your social media stuff. I want to work with you guys. And I want to buy. I'm moving from Wisconsin or Chicago or California. And we've talked about this before. I've, I've seen more people moving uh, to Tampa Bay from California than at any point in my entire 15-year real estate career. I have, I, it's, it's remarkable the number of people we're seeing moving here from California. Now, look, we've always had California moves because... Um, our base, you know, so we would get PCS right. people from, you know, from other military installations in California, you know, on the regular. But now we're seeing non-military moves, you know, people moving here and you drive around, you see California plates. We're just getting this massive influx of wealth into our area that is going to, you know, that I think is not necessarily going to have as much of an impact on median home prices. But when you look at our average home prices, when you have a four or five or six million dollar transaction on the regular, those are just pulling those averages up, but right. those four hundred thousand dollar houses didn't really go up to four fifty. Maybe they only went up to four fifteen, but it it feels like um, you know that that they're more expensive than they are. But they're maybe not growing at the same pace as some of the luxury market is. So so again, the the luxury market and the the increase in the number of transactions in the luxury market is swinging um, the the pendulum up. Um, you know, and and bringing more people here, 
and, and and I think you know from a mortgage perspective, Mike, a lot of these people are buying cash. Yes. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean there isn't financing available out there for people that are buying high end real estate. It's just a matter of whether or not their cash is worth it and and what the products are. You know, I've seen some people buy cash and then do refinances. Right. Um, so, so there are options out there for people looking at multi-million dollar real estate and wanting to find. Yeah, there's plenty of jumbo options, and, and there's more coming onto the marketplace. It's, it's really opened up as more deals tend to now be at the higher end, like you were saying, getting into that jumbo ter- territory, which is over a, a loan amount of $647,000. So you are seeing a lot out there. You, you're right, though. A lot of people are going cash. And a lot of times what we're seeing people do is they'll put a large amount of money down, but they still are taking a mortgage, whether it's they keep it in the, under the conventional limit or if they're buying a $3 million house, maybe they'll take a million-dollar mortgage or whatnot sort of to, you know, because in their best interest or their best idea, it's going to help kind of hedge the the risk of the, the interest rates first paying the cash and, and whatnot. So there's all sorts of different options that we have available out there for you. So we always recommend just call and we can work through as many different options as you want. And then you get to choose what's best for you. Yeah, and, and I think... Again, you know, kind of going back to the the financing side of things, um, sometimes it's problematic, especially when you're seeing like I think we have one buy side transaction that went 800 grand above asking price. I mean, you know, the, in those situations, you, you, those people have to have to be cash. cash. Yeah. yeah, they got to use their cash. I mean, it's just the reality of it. And and so one thing that I think a lot of people um, don't do that, that we've really started doing a better job at um, finding off market stuff. So in the luxury space. Um, a lot of people don't want to go through the traditional process and hassle selling their home. So we get sellers that reach out to us and say, hey, you know, I'm going to sell my home, but I don't want to list it. So bring me a buyer. You know, we have a we have a log of those people. So if you're a buyer that is looking for stuff and not finding what's on the market, we can find stuff that's off the market. I mean, we're not afraid to door knock. We're not, you know, so again, the reality is, is if you're looking for something and not finding it, uh, it may be selling. You just may not ever be getting told about it or known about it because a select few brokers kind of control some of those off-market opportunities. And, you know, we have access to, to tapping into that. So um, that's something that we're doing is, you know, we're getting creative for luxury clients and finding ways to find inventory for people that want something that, you know, isn't out there on the market. Right. And, and I, the reality is, is everything's for sale. It's right just a price. matter of the price. Right. For you know, sure. So if you have the kind of money that that anyone can that that can buy whatever um, anything's for sale. It's just a matter of at what price and term that person is willing to transact. So if you can't find what you're looking for, uh, drive around, find it, and then let us go see if we can make a deal happen. You know, and 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 that's the the reality of the of, of a really hot real estate market, especially in the high end, is that you're seeing these things, these creative ways to get deals done happen. Um, so talking about financing for entrepreneurs and, you know, high net worth people, it's an extra step that people have to go through because of all the financial reviews, the documentation, the uh, looking at bank statements, the verifying income and assets. Um, I think that someone who hasn't done a mortgage on a property in a while that's buying a higher end piece of property that they can finance, okay, because look, we know a lot of them they can't. They have to jump through a lot of hoops today because of how complex their finances are. Gone are the days where they can just say, I'm worth $10 million, 
here's my bank statement and here's my credit, leave me alone. They, they've got to verify, validate and go through a lot of steps. Yeah, you have to provide, you know, the documentation that's there. And, and to your point, we do get a lot of people. And just because you have multi-millions of dollars doesn't mean you necessarily qualify for a loan. You very well may, but we need to make sure we get all the documentation you'd be able to provide it. You can't, like you said, say, hey, I'm worth $10 million. Here you go. I got good credit. You'll get me in there. You're going to have to be able to do it there. Now, a lot of times people send us, they have a CPA or somebody that they work with, accountant or an assistant or somebody else that can send all that stuff to us. But, you know, you can't just take a screenshot of your, your bank account with $5 million, right. send me a text and be like, so, okay, hey, give me, give me money. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be there. You're going to have to provide all the documentation and the full statements and everything else. But yes, it can get done. Um, but yeah, you should anticipate an extra step or two, especially if you own multiple businesses or multiple streams of income yeah. that we need to use to qualify. And I, I've told people, you know, I've had friends and, and um, you know, clients that have gone through the process of getting a mortgage on a seven-figure property and, and get really frustrated. And, you know, I think, you know, it's almost like, well, they don't trust me. They don't think I have enough money and they, their ego gets in the way. And look, it's no secret. Sometimes wealthy people have an ego. Right. Okay. So, um, but so the point is, is that, you know, get your bookkeeper involved, get your CPA involved, get your documents in order. And if you don't like the constant questioning from the loan officer, find someone else in your uh, portfolio companies, find your assistant, your bookkeeper, your accountant, and have them be allocated as Absolutely. a point of contact so that you don't have to keep dealing with the stuff because that's not what you're good at. You're not good at those things. You know, someone else is good at those, at checking off the boxes. You're good at growing things. They're good at crossing T's and dotting I's to so let them be the point person for, you know, all of those uh, steps. One other thing about, um, you know, luxury real estate that I think is, um, you know, a little bit different right now is, is teardowns. Um, you're seeing a lot of land, you know, a lot of new construction in the high end um, and, and a lot of teardowns, you know, homes on Davis Island, Harbor yes. Island that, that just, that are, that are old, you know, you're just seeing a lot of teardown and, and spec type, you know, building. If you're thinking about building a custom home, one thing I want to caution you on right now, and I went through this, I didn't go through this like, you know, recently, this is three years ago, but, but you know, technically about five years ago when it started, but, but having gone through, you know, a build on a waterfront, you know, you know, large, you know, custom home, um, I can only imagine how much worse it is for materials, costs, trying to nail your builder to a price for something that's going to be two years down the line is pretty much impossible right now. Basically expect that whatever builder you're going to hire, if you want to build a custom home, uh, whatever they tell you in terms of how long it's going to take, double it. And then secondly, whatever they tell you on price, uh, add 50% on top of it. Because, in, and a lot of builders are not even committing to price. They're saying, whatever our price is, we're going to pass it on to you plus 20%. Right. Or plus 25%, whatever it is, our, our margin. We're going to pass our, we're just going to show, like, we're not going to tell you what something's going to cost because we got no idea right now what stuff is going to cost. We got no idea how long it's going to take. So we're going to pass that all on to you. So if you are thinking about building a custom home and moving into it, uh, just be conscientious about the timelines, the cost variables, um, and and expect that whatever they tell you for a completion date is not going to be hit. I, I can't remember the last time we represented a client that built a large custom home and it was done on time. Right. I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah, I really I mean, don't. I really don't think we've had a client that's built a large custom home and ever had it complete on time. So again, same thing, it, that date that they tell you, that's a goal. 
Okay, don't put that thing in stone. That is a goal. That is a hope. It's a dream in some instances, okay? Um, but construction delays today are just rampant. And the custom home builders are using a lot of subcontractors. Sometimes they have employees, but sometimes they're using subs. And those same subs are getting money thrown at them by the big built, the big publicly traded builders to pay them more. And the custom home builders are, are having a hard time keeping people employed and keeping people on jobs. So just know that it's going to take a while, you know, and, and uh, that's just the reality of it. So anyway, we're going to continue talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market uh, after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo show, wrapping up our last segment. Mike with Cross Country Mortgage, Wade with two college brothers moving, and I'm uh, Andrew with the Duncan Duo. And so um, I want to talk about hurricane season. Look, it's upon us. It has started. It is time to bind your insurance early, yes. as early as you can. It's time to get your flood insurance before the big storms come if you don't have it. It's time to, um, you know, if you're a real estate agent, you're a home buyer or a seller this summer, uh, lock down your insurance early because if you wait and a storm gets out in the ocean, you're done until it passes through. That's just the reality. So you got to be very proactive this time of year when it comes to real estate closings. You also have to understand that insurance carriers are going to delay closing sometimes, as are mortgage lenders. Yes. They're going to delay closing sometimes when there are storms because they don't want to insure you or loan to you and then find out three days later that your house has been taken out by you know hurricane, right. whatever the next name is. So, Mike... Hurricanes are, you know, hurricane season. You just get real estate closing delays all over the place. Yeah, and you got to be prepared for it. That that could happen. If you if you're hearing about a storm could be coming and that sort of thing, you really want to pay attention. Be prepared that it may get delayed, um, especially once they become named storms. Um, it comes in a lot of times. Insurance companies first will stop binding insurance, which will stop you from getting financing. But there's times if a storm gets big enough, even mortgage companies are going to hold all fundings of, of loans until the storm passes to see whether or not an area, you know, is there a lot of damage? Do we need to do a reinspection to make sure the collateral, the property is still there, standing? It didn't get damaged. And sometimes reinspections have to happen. And you know, there's a frenzy and there are some delays. So it's just that time of year where sometimes these things are going to happen. So just be prepared for it. I know it's an extra little nuance with everything else going on, but have it in, in the back of your mind, if there is a storm coming, um, that there may be some delays um, that are outside of anybody's control. And if you need insurance, if you want insurance, uh, weinsurethebay.com. Get your flood insurance before it's too late. If you don't have it already, if you're making insurance changes, do them earlier. A lot of carriers, unfortunately, are leaving the state prior to hurricane season and currently in hurricane season because of, you know, bad decisions in insurance companies and insurance businesses. So you've got, uh, you know, a lot of people out there are going to have to change carriers. They're getting cancellation notices. So we insure the bay.com. Caitlin will make sure to shop you around and find the best insurance for you. Again, we insure the bay.com. Moving during this time of year, right? Could, could you imagine, you know what? Here comes a storm. And the rain, I'm moving myself. Put a tarp over me. That's another, <laughs> to me, that's like another piece of evidence of why you don't want to move yourself. Imagine trying to move during that kind of weather. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge, but we've got the equipment to keep things dry. And one thing we actually offer, even if you're not necessarily moving, is we have storage that's in a really highly rated storm, you know, warehouse, all concrete block. It's off the ground. Uh, so we store kayaks, we store patio furniture. There's a lot of outdoor stuff that people want to bring in when they're preparing for a storm. So because closings and things like that are delayed, sometimes we have some open availability leading up to a storm as it starts gotcha. to roll in. So that's another service that we offer as well. Yeah. And I think, again, you know, moving during, um, 
moving, closing, target dates, changes in dates, all those things are a lot easier to navigate as a company that deploys a lot of labor versus one person that's trying to have their buddies show up and help them when their buddies are trying to put plywood on their own house, you know, or whatever, you know, they're trying to duct tape the windows or, you know, like, look, you know what everybody does. They're duct taping their windows and they're putting, they're nailing up the plywood on their windows and, you know, they're doing it, they're sealing up everything. And we know that if the big storm comes through, now that's going to help. The duct tape is not helping <laughs> at all. Like the plywood is going to blow through, you know, like, but, but that's what people do. So they're, they're, your buddies ain't going to want to help you move during a storm. You and know, if, that's why you need a pro. Yeah. And if there is inclement weather, I mean, we all know that every day around four to 6 PM, we get a big thunderstorm in the summertime. Uh, we put down floor protection, mattresses are protected in mattress bags. So, you know, that's something that, that we're real quick in and out to do. Whereas if you're moving yourself, you, you may not have the capabilities or just the, the know-how to protect your carpets and your floors and everything else when you are moving. And then, of course, there's always running the risk of going up and down ramps when it's slippery or if there's inclement yep. weather coming in. So we have floor runners for that, too, and uh, we make sure we get it done. So so let the moving the property guy slip and yes. get hurt. Don't you. <laughs> we, we have workers' comp. We don't want to use it. We don't want to use but it. But we at least have the workers' comp. The amount of rain that comes down in some of our summer storms so quickly, right, that, that it's going to be there, you're right. If you don't get it protected quickly, I mean, you, you could lose stuff quickly and you'd rather have the professionals than be caught out there when it comes and, to and i'm just going to be honest it rains more on the weekend than during the week <laughs> i don't care what anybody says right. i don't care what anybody says like it rains more on the weekend don't move on the weekend it's going to rain more and at the end monday of the and tuesday when you got to be in the office it's going to be sunshine and rainbows and then on friday saturday sunday when you're ready to go out and enjoy the weekend you know same thing i posted this on my facebook this week uh you know how i know it's going to rain the next day, because I wash my car. Yeah, right. it's gonna yeah. rain the next day. Yeah. If I wash my car, it's yes. raining the next yeah. day. Like it's just clockwork, you know. So anyway, you've been listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We are at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, and TikTok. Uh, always putting out cool real estate content. So make sure to follow us for your real estate updates. And we'll be back next Sunday at ten, continuing our conversation. Have an awesome rest of your Sunday, and let's root for a Bolts victory today. Cool Bolts.